One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi lads, thanks for tuning into the podcast again. Don't forget to like and subscribe and head over to the Patreon to contribute and help us out. Thanks a million and enjoy the podcast. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Tone Artists podcast. This week we have two guests, Gillian again. You can be sick to death of Gillian at this stage. And uh, Aaron McGahey, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and we're going to talk about Thai boxing and we're going to talk about ulcerative colitis and everything in between. Mm. But before we get going, we just want a shout out for the Sexual Health Centre. We said with Timmy are wearing our red ribbons mm. today just to create awareness around HIV and promote the message of you equals you, undetectable equals untransferable. Um, so if you have any queries around your sexual health, especially HIV, head down to the Sexual Health mm. Centre. And they have a rapid uh, testing, uh, rapid test, so you're in and out and everything is completely confidential. So um, if in doubt, contact the Sexual Health Centre. Exactly. So know your status. You're exactly. either have no HIV or you have it. And if you do have it, there's ways and means around this, not the end of the world. So um, be smart and get tested, Sexual Health Centre. So mm. without further ado, we'll go to our guest, how are you keeping Gillian? Great, I wasn't expected to be sitting here to be honest. Ladies first. Here I am. Ladies first. Um, Gillian wasn't supposed to be on. Mm-hmm. We were meant to just do Aaron, but I forgot the keys for the studio, so Gillian had to drive down. So then I see Gillian chatting with Aaron because mm-hmm. they've, the t- two of them suffer with ulcerative colitis, as it happens. Yeah. Yeah. So it kind of spontaneous, we said we get the two of them on. But before we get into it, we'll introduce you, Aaron. Yeah. How are you keeping, boy? Very good, yeah. No, thanks for taking the time to come out and then talk to us. Um, before we get into it, where are you from and what age are you, Mr. Crack? Uh, 23, from uh, Ballincollig. Um, uh, same as you, like, uh, my dad, he's from Derry, from Craig, you know, up there, so... Oh, very good. Half, uh, half Derry, half Cork, I say. Mm. Good man. Yeah. Best half is Cork, obviously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For soccer, I do Derry. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. But, um, and you grew up in Ballincollig? Yeah. And schooling and all that, you were always in sports, yeah, or... Yeah, I lived down in, um, by the gar club there, so we were always kind of uh, hurling mad, like, and um, school was all right, like, it wouldn't have been the sharpest tool in the box, we say, like, mm. and um, it was primary was grand, secondary was grand, and until about fourth year, didn't really like it, then, um, because of it, uh, you know, going into, to make you choose whether you want to do LCA or... Uh, they leave and sort, but yeah. I was allergic of uh, LCA because there was a big stigma mm. around that. I don't know if you know about it. Like, but yeah, we do. Yeah, it's just yeah. Gillian works in outreach, and do you do LCA in outreach? 
What is what is else? Yeah, leaving uh, salt applied. Leaving salt applied. It's not like um, you get no points for it, like okay. you do with a leaving salt. You know, so I can understand the stigma around it. Yeah, yeah, I would have been pure embarrassed, like you know, because it wasn't very academically smart as it was, like, and then uh, there was like kind of like you know, when you went in there, like it was it'd be a. Uh, everyone knows now like you know you're not very smart like mm. so uh, yeah. didn't really like school then like but did, school, you, did you end up doing the LC in the end I ended up doing it in the end because uh, there was a teacher she kept uh, coming out with me every single day like but I was sure like uh, there were just short numbers like mm. but uh, I wouldn't have been able for the uh, leaving sort anyway like solid yeah. one like you know mm. that kind of way yeah but you know what the LCA is good for to keep you in school and keep you in the education exactly, system. Exactly, yeah. You know, it's not like, I know there's a stigma attached to it. Like, yeah. it's still, it's still of benefit to somebody. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it don't be saying like that, um, it's not that you were stupid or anything. Maybe mm-hmm. the education system was too rigid. Maybe you're an active person that learns, like what Timmy yeah. always says, yeah, yeah. learns with his hands, learns by doing, and the rigid education system didn't suit your way of learning. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So you, like from my interactions with you beforehand, like you're a very smart man do you know what I mean mm. there's a lot about you do you know so Thanks. it's just that school at that time it didn't suit you and yeah. you did pretty well afterwards I did yeah I didn't yeah. do too bad I always thought the, the, L- the LCA whatever fourth year was more or less the kind of dossing year where you had a year off and just done class tours and all this shit I never that I never. A, that's separate the fourth year is what's Transition year. That's yeah, the, that is the same the, thing. That it? is the DAS year, no? Oh, after, right. after you do your junior, so yeah. you want to do your leaving. Or oh, else you okay. go to the LCA class. Oh, right. which, and is, which is fifth year and sixth year. Um, but it's, it's not the leaving, so, mm, you know. Yeah. But it's just. Uh, do you know, if I was left still back in school, I probably would have been in your class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what? And they would have been normal saying that. Yeah. Then, you know. <laughs> They'd be preparing you, like, yeah. for fifth and sixth year when you're in there, like. Yeah. So yeah, and uh, what did you do when you finished school? Uh, uh, I didn't do nothing. I got I done a YMCA course because I couldn't get a job. Yeah, because at the time I would have been kind of sick with my stomach. Like, yeah. So do you want to tell us? Did that? Did your um, stomach come at you when you were in school? Yeah, I was kind of in the midst of that now. Like um, when uh, they were on to me about doing the LCA, like I didn't want to do what I was sitting on. No, it would be my friend and. Stuff mm-hmm. like that, like I just making up all these things in my head, probably. Yeah. And then um, I started getting really sick. Then I always remember I was fighting. Um, I was having my first fight down at Neptune, and at the time, like my stomach was not wasn't well. Like, mm-hmm. and um, uh, I said it to my mom. Then kind of after the fight, I just fobbed it off like for a while. And then um, we went to the doctors, and uh, they said, "Oh, you got to go get checked." So then uh, would have been that December. I think it was 2014 I, I got the diagnosis then to say I've all sort of colitis. Fucking hell. Yeah. And do you think that it was brought on by the stress of the school and then the fight all around the one time? I think so, like, because I've lived a healthy enough life, like, you know. Yeah. I've never smoked or drank, things like that, like, so there was the only thing that was going on at the time for me. I was just really stressed and worried and... Yeah. Stuff like that, like, well, and it, it they do say it is a condition brought on by stress and worry, like, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Can you remember? Mm. What uh, do you know? I was, I was just thinking, like, it might be completely off the track, like, but I was just thinking, you know, um, for someone to actually go through that kind of stressful, uh, part of your life, like that, um, I suppose. 
I probably would have went through the same thing and you probably did as well at the same time. Um, and we probably would have used substances and alcohol. You know, I'm thinking now, if I didn't have those in my life back in the time, mm. like the possibility of something similar or something like that. Maybe, like, so what you're saying yeah. maybe is, maybe if he was <laughs> using drugs, he wouldn't have been so stressed and you might have developed that. That's what I was Possibly, actually, that's, yeah. that's, that's what was coming into my head. James yeah. said it in the, the, the right way. I, I, oh, I got oh, on oh. block and James just goes straight down the road. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but um, can you remember the first time you started getting issues with your stomach, Gillian? Um, I think it was around 2010, 2009 maybe, or maybe a little bit earlier. But in around that anyway, I, it came on me when I was in Barcelona. <clears throat> I got very sick over there. And like that, no, I, w- I would have been very stressed a lot of the time. Uh, and I, I was in recovery now, like at this stage, you know, early enough days, I suppose, as well. But... Um, just kind of constantly in a state of stress, panic, that kind of stuff. Um, and I was over in Barcelona and I got really sick over there, like <clears throat> to the point that when we got to the airport, I was so afraid that they were going to send me to the hospital. Do you know what I mean? That they weren't mm. going to let me, allow me on the flight. I couldn't stand. I was weak. Um, I was hallucinating. I had to book into a hotel near the, um, the airport waiting on my flight. And um, when I got back then, down to the doctor, sent for tests, and soon after then, I was diagnosed with ultrasclitis. Yeah. Um, and it's been... Look, I suppose I, I've received treatment, as you, like we were talking briefly about it before the podcast, like, um, I've had different treatments, as you have, and um, it's just trying to manage it as best as you can when you're, when you're in it. It's, it can yeah. be very difficult, as you know. Uh, and you were saying before the podcast that you didn't really know anybody no, that have it, apart from me. Yeah. Um, so I suppose that was kind of the reason I'm sitting here as well, just a little bit of support for yeah. you. Thanks. Um, no, you're fine, I suppose. I'm well used to it now at this stage. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I have years of living with it. But yeah, it's it's not an easy thing to live with. And when it flares up, as you know yourself, it can be very, very deadly. Mm-hmm. This might be the start of an ulcerative colitis anonymous group or something. You know? Yeah, I know, yeah. 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 <laughs> Do you know what? People will be listening yeah. like, and they'll probably think they're the only body, the only person. Definitely, you know? yeah. Definitely, because when you were speaking earlier on, you, you were going to get to that in a little bit. Yeah. You were speaking about uh, a guy that you're, you're, you're getting a lot of advice from online where it's about diet and that's helping you to stay away from the medication side of it and you'll get to that now but there's probably other people out there that need to know that sort of stuff um, because I'm sure there could be 10, 20 different things that different people could try and not everything will work for everybody but one thing might work out of the 20 so it's not a bad idea like I don't know there's probably a forum out there or something like that I'm sure there is look I'm sure there's Facebook pages and things like that I just haven't accessed them myself do you know what I mean yeah Um, it's good to give the the issue a platform here I mean but a lot of people won't have a clue what ulcerative colitis is I suppose you can make out from the name of it it's ulcers in the colon possibly Mm. do you want to tell us a little bit about what it is well they say like Crohn's disease and colitis, they say like they're like cousins, like you know, like same thing but they're different, like and with Crohn's basically it's like uh you've uh ulcers which are basically like scars, like an inflammation, they could be patchy anywhere around your gut. But then with uh, colitis it's uh, your rectum and your colon would be uh 
inflamed and possibly have ulcers as well. And then basically, like, the symptoms that come along with that would be, like, diarrhea, bloody stools, you might have mucus, fatigue. There's, there's loads of them. You, know? you can also get, I know for me, like, ulcers in the mouth. I get ulcers in my mouth as well. Do you know, if I'm really stressed and my yeah. stomach comes at me, it comes out in my mouth as well, uh, small little ulcers. Um, I've been to the GP before about it because, and it's all connected because it's starting, when they come out in my mouth, my bowel is starting. I'm on steroids very soon after that then. To the inflammation has started, as you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you complaining about having issues with mucus as well, passing mucus and stuff. Thanks, James. No, look, that's all part and parcel of it, and yeah. it's actually it's it's so unpleasant. And yeah. it's very embarrassing, you know, it's it's, it's very like, embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. Well you're dealing with like <laughs> not being rude nor not like but you're dealing with the holes in your body where we leave out things that we don't need within yeah. the body, you know. Well it's my colon and, is damaged. Yeah. Part of my colon is damaged. Yeah. Um you know, and that, that all feeds into that then as well. So yeah. when I flare up and you live with me, you know it, like you talked about that yourself, Armin, being so tired, fatigued. Mm. Like I remember being in work, I'd come out of work at one stage for a few months. Um, and I remember before that actually happened, being in work one o'clock in the day, falling asleep on the table, absolutely exhausted, like no energy in my body, having to go home from work. Um, and just, just feeling like a 90 year old woman instead of being in the prime of my life, just mm. feeling yeah. so tired and drained and mm. shit, feeling like shit, really. Does yeah. your, does your bowl, um, what, what, what's the term for it? Do you get bouts of it or does it get inflamed? Like when you're having a stressful time or not, if you're coming up to a fight, would it come at you or is there any kind of triggers for a few? Be stressed would be a big one, alright, definitely. Like if, or um, if I'm starting to get anxious, I don't know, know if you've something coming up, like mm. even coming down here, I'm small but nervous and you can feel Fetus. it in your gut, like, yeah. or do you know what they say, like your, your gut instinct, like, you know, mm. you know something's that right. My, my gut will tell me that as well like yeah. and then obviously like there's your food in there what have you as well like mm. it all depends I suppose everyone is probably different you did might you be. find that with the food as well that if you ate uh, let's say a certain amount of fruit and veg that that would trigger the cramps or like I like there's one there's days I could eat and I love my veg especially my veg there's days I could eat loads of veg and then there's a day that I could eat it and I'm bent up with cramps in my stomach yeah. and it, it, different things will trigger it um, or beans no I can't really have them I love that kind of stuff and I can't really have it because them types of food yeah. will trigger that I don't yeah. think many of us can eat beans to be honest with those <laughs> 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 yeah, I know yeah. I can't anymore. Yeah. <laughs> what about foods high in fat I meant to avoid a high fat diet uh, yeah you would you would be, it's like um, they did I done a nutrition course before, like they call it like deep health, like it's like your uh, your environmental health, your mental health, your spiritual, your physical and emotional. Mm. And you have to look after all of them, like and your, your diet. Like for me, anyway, like if it's something to do with your gut, like has to be your diet, like is mm. the biggest one, like. Mm. And at the minute, no, like I, uh, I'm eating um eighty percent carbohydrates, like. And 10, 10 with uh, the fats and the protein, like, but, uh, that's, uh, just, uh, your man, no, uh, his name is High Carb Health. He, I'm working with him now, uh, he's showing me, he healed himself 
so mm. I'm gonna give you just, a shot. you just started out on that I started it uh, I started you know a couple of weeks ago alright but um, uh, I was working at the time there my contract was coming to an end and stuff like that so I was just kind of trying it like uh, for the last couple of weeks but I'm finished my contract now so I'm gonna try focus on that uh, try yeah. my best mm. is it hard to eat 80% carbs I don't think so anyway because like uh, I'd be having smoothies and soups it's all you know, you just yeah yeah that's true I suppose you can you get it into alright like you know yeah. there's some things you no know, like it's tough alright like smoothie in the morning you want you to have like sick bananas and stuff like mm. but you have to it's like anything you have to ease your way into it I think and try mm. your rest like I'm not an angel, no, we don't like, you know, I still yeah, like, like mm. chocolate and stuff like that, like, but yeah. that's what I'm going to be trying anyway. I, I'm thinking, is it, like, with all the diets and stuff, is there another way of dealing with the, maybe looking at the stress side of it and, and trying to... Meditation. Meditation yeah. and just balance the stress and make sure you don't get too stressed and you you just kind of, when, when you do get stressed, kind of feel it and sit with it a little bit and... And kind of surrender into it. No, I might be talk. Yeah, this is what Ron have on the table there for the mic. And just yeah, so I'm just being tapped there. But um, say so for instance, meditation. If it just helps for the stress a little bit or something like that, you know, that's what's coming to my mind. Yeah, you know, because I know the, the diet stuff is fantastic for everything. You know, everybody should be living on a good diet, particularly for your mental health, because it helps an awful lot. You know, but. Definitely, I think when someone does get stressed and they have something like this and they know the triggers, maybe with mindfulness or something like that, just to be a little bit more aware of it. Did you ever try anything like that? I did, yeah. I, um, <clears throat> I don't know, was it like at the start of the lockdown, um, I was talking to a fellow there, Josh from Exceed, and he put me onto a Joe Dispenza. Do you know, break the habit of being yourself? Oh, yeah, we're familiar with him. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I've read his book uh, twice now, like, and I've, I do all of the, the meditations and stuff in the morning. Like, it changed me a good bit, like, and it helped me a lot, like, yeah. with uh, my colitis as well, like, and other yeah. issues too, like. Yeah, and I know from experience with Gillian as well, um, when Gillian eliminates some of the stresses in her life, there's no bouts of inflammation, you know? Yeah. But when there's a lot of stress going on in life, there's big issues with the bowel, like, isn't there? Mm. And the thing is, some of the stress wouldn't even be my stress. It'd be somebody else's stress that I'm after getting caught yeah. up in, and then I, it's impacting on me. Do you see, um, in Gabor's book, uh, when the body says no, he says, it's always the people that get sicker. Like, we say you're looking after um, you and you and you, but you're not minding yourself. Mm-hmm. That's what they say then. Yeah. The person who doesn't look after themselves, like, yeah. is who gets sick. Like. Yeah, he said to us, no, he said that, um, no, we had him on the podcast, as you know, see, like, yeah, yeah. but he was saying, like, that if you're spending your life going on fixing people and neglect yourself you'll run yourself into a grave like exactly you know, yeah. and for the know. most part people don't want you fixing them or running around after them do you know what I mean they just want to be doing their thing and it's, I suppose it's just about bringing it back and looking after yourself and I'm saying that for myself not about you yeah. but just for myself another little reminder do you know but I suppose for a while now I've been fine thank God but mine um, but that's, like that. do you think that's down to the medication you know do you want to tell us a little bit about the medication, actually? The medication and, as you said, eliminating some stresses over my life as well. Because even if I'm on the, the, the medication and I'm still, I still have stress going on in my life, the medication then doesn't really work. Do you know what I mean? I'm still mm. on the phone then to the consultant in the hospital. I'm still, 
um, on the phone to my GP and I'm back on steroids, you know, this kind of stuff. Um, but the medication I'm on at the moment now is called Humira. We briefly talked about that. Uh, you were saying that you were on the Azacolin before. Azacolin and Mecaptopurim and um, I was taking suppositories for small while as well and yeah. loads of courses of steroids as yeah, well. That was sure me as well. Yeah. Insane, um, like, yeah. So I would have had all that as well down through the years but then it got to a stage where I ended up going on the Humira and I didn't want to go on it. Um, but I, I had very little choice at that point because my bow was just really inflamed, badly inflamed. So I was for, I was on a first fortnightly and it was gone to weekly. And as I was saying to you, I don't even want to be on the medication. I just, I would love to be free of all of that stuff. Yes, because yeah, that, that medication is immunosuppressive in, mm. in terms of it suppresses your immune system because the problem is an overactive immune system. Um, and the medication weakens the immune system, like it weakens the immune system, so the immune system stops attacking the colon and the bowel. Um, but it doesn't just weaken that part of the immune system; it weakens your overall immune system. So, like, we, like people might be familiar with the word immunosuppressive due to COVID, because you know there was a priority given to people on immunosuppressive medication being vulnerable to COVID nineteen because they have a weakened immune system, and if they got the virus, there could be you know serious complications that because their immune system is already compromised, you know. So that's why we were always very careful during lockdown with Gillian, you know, just to mm-hmm. not bring the virus home and stuff. Mm-hmm. Were you conscious about that? Afraid of getting the virus? Or? I wasn't really, to be honest, like, because I, I fit, like, yeah. like, see, even your man there, you know, he said to me, like, um, not that you'll be, like, in denial about it, but he said you have to look at it like it's an injury, like, you know, don't be worried about nothing, like, you don't know, like, if you tore your hamstring, you wouldn't be rolling around, you know, crying yeah. for months on end. Like, he was like, your grand, like, you know, don't be worrying about nothing. Like, it's yeah. fine. Like, yeah, I think maybe just because you were on the immunosuppressive medication. Oh, that's the, that would be the, the reason. But, like, yeah. in general, Clay, yeah, yeah. like, you, you have a strong immune system, other than your probably, immune system is probably too strong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and all that. But can you tell us a little bit about the symptoms you experienced when it's bad? Yeah, so, like, when I was, um, before I, I would have been going to the toilet, like, maybe, like, 20 times a day, like, and, um, bloody stools, um, mucus, would have shat myself numerous times mm-hmm. as well, like, mm-hmm. and, um... What was that, like, is that, like, if you're out and about, I would just try and stay at home for the most part because of a fear of it happening when you're outside, or... Do how you does see that, that w- impact your life? It would have after a while, like, you see, first I didn't know what was going on, like, because I remember when I went in first, um, do you know when I got the colonoscopy, it's a camera test, like, he says, oh, do you know, you have colitis, and I'm like, no problem, man, how, how do we get rid of that there? So I thought it was, like, flu or something, you get rid of that in a week or two. Nah, not like that, like, so I didn't know what was going on for a long time, like, and then, um, yeah, that was it, like, I just... Didn't know what was going on, I was confused and um I just knew like you know I I was going to the toilet all of the time, like I there would have been some nights now where like I would have just middle of the night now you see would have been messing up your sleep. But a couple of times I said, Fuck is I'm sleeping on the toilet tonight, like because mm. by the time you get to your bed you gotta go again, like so there was that like and then you know you were I was trying to juggle the school life and train and then Stuff like that, like, and then, um, after a while, I got very anxious, like, because 
it was best you remember I would have been walking home from school. I live only about four minute walk from the school, but I would have just shat myself a couple of times, like, and yeah. uh, not like I do, like, you know, mm. they call it urgency, actually. Like, that's not a big symptom, like, where yeah. I'm grand now, and then next thing I need to go, like, and if I don't have a toilet in a, a minute way, like, you just you go, like, do you know what I mean? And uh, yeah. I got for anxious then, like, I was afraid to go out, like, and... can affect your confidence as well, yeah. like... Massively, yeah. yeah. Even with, like, your young teenage, what were you, 15, 16, and, and, like, it's, yeah. you're, you're supposed to be out there meeting with me, girls and stuff, and, you know, doing whatever, like, that's probably most definitely affected you from doing any of that stuff as well. Yeah, I remember I was seeing my girlfriend at the time, like, but, um... No, you're too afraid to bring her home yet, like, and, uh, remember, we would have just been going for walks and stuff, and then she would have been chatting away to me, and I would not know what she's saying, I wouldn't give a shit, like, because I would have just been bursting, like, but like I say, I didn't know what was going on, I was just holding it, like, but then we said the next day or two, I would have been very sick, like, um, from trying to hold it in and stuff like that, like, it was hard, like, and then you would have been... Do you know, you're like 15, 16, you're with your friends, like, and, you know, it's too embarrassing to, oh, I'm going to shit myself or whatever, so, it was very hard to knock my confidence a good bit, all right, to be fair, like, it did for a while, yeah. Uh, it sounds like, it sounds like terrible condition, really, like, mm. it is, yeah, like, it's nasty, like, isn't it? Yeah, Jesus, like, yeah, 23 years of age, no, you are, and to go through something like that, that's, that's tough for anybody, like, never yeah. mind a, a young young person at, at your age and, and, and I'm sure there's people even younger but uh, what's going through my head as well at the moment is it something you you brought up a question you, you asked the question there is, is it something that can be cured is it something that leaves after a while you know mm. is it well they say like it's not like but then like I read something a couple of weeks ago about a woman and um, she uh, she had uh, she had a baby and she had uh, Crohn's I think it was and after the baby it was just gone then like but like um if you go to the doctor or anything they'll tell you there's no cure for it mm. but um what your man says to me he says they're medical professionals whereas he's a health professional and he he he's cured himself like and he says there's no inflammation no ulcers like through his diet like so. I suppose it depends yeah. who you're asking. And like, I've, I've heard of people. Um, we've had a lady on here recently, not recently, last year. She had a condition called fibromyalgia, but it's an autoimmune condition as well. You know, it's a chronic fatigue and pain. But she did ayahuasca, mm. plant medicine. You know, and she said that that cured her. Yeah. And I've heard of people get cured from autoimmune disease through plant medicine. So, you know, did, have you ever looked into that or? No, I've never looked into stuff like that, to be honest, like, especially then, because, uh, you know, I, I've been training my whole life, like, I, like, so, I've never, I've never been into drinking or drugs or anything, I've read a book now, a couple of weeks ago, um, uh, healing Crohn's and colitis, and he was saying that's a big, um, supplement would be cannabis, like, but I would know how I feel about that kind of stuff, like, but then, like, do you know what? Like, if it would, if it would heal me, like, do you know, I would, yeah. I wouldn't rule not now. Yeah, but there's side effects then to nothing as well. Do you yeah. know what I mean? If exactly. you're going down yeah. that route, you just have to wear up. Like, like you don't want to be going into the ring with a uh, Sanchez stone over your head. You want to take the head clean off. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You want to yeah. be in tip-top shape. But I understand. Like, if you, you don't want to go down the 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 
If we, like I don't. Nobody wants to be smoking cannabis every day. To be. Yeah. Some people do, but we don't. Yeah. Because we're on a drug free mm. podcast. But um, Doro yeah. can do. But um, the, the plant medicines that Timmy mm. might may talk about is it's mm. like a once off experience that you never mm. do again. Now. Oh right. Yeah. Is that like uh, I don't know? Did you ever see Mike Tyson? He took like the yeah, tour or yeah. something yeah. like that. Guess they, they, they're they're based around the same stuff, which is DMT, but. Um, there's different, there's different levels, right? The DMT, the, what he took was the toad, which is five meo DMT, you know, uh, it's which is complete. I've I've done that. Yeah. No, I didn't get nothing compared to what he got, but I have experienced what he has got as well through ayahuasca. You know, ayahuasca is a plant medicine that um that people use to connect. To their inner being, some people call it mother earth, some people call it their inner being, their, mm. their untouched kind of being before the influence of this world and the experiences they suffered within this world. You know, it's, it's, it's the newborn baby's being, you know, and or it's the universe, other people call it the universe, but it does help a lot of people, but Going back, I think you actually answer. I think you actually know the answer to, to to this already yourself, and you're actually on that pathway already with Joe Spencer's work. Now, Joe Spencer's work is is quite similar to other spiritual te- teachers in their work. But if you just picture it this way, he taught you a little bit about the body. Whatever book, I don't know what book it was. It, it was you read, but. If you start visualizing Aaron, your future self, right? Yeah. Healthy, without colitis, all these different things. But it's not just about visualization. You have to feel like how you'd feel without the sickness that you have now. And you have to live a life of that. But you have to meditate with it and, and just bring up love and all these different emotions, you know. And when you hit this certain sweet spot... I've seen people on stages. I see one guy in particular, name, his name is Miles. I was at an event in Brighton at the time. There was 900 people there. This guy got up. I was sitting two seats down from him, right? He got up over the audience. His name's Miles. I was, his brother was in between me and him. His brother's in recovery as well. He got up off the audience, walked up to the stage, and he gave us a speech for 20 minutes about him curing himself from cancer. Stage four cancer. He had lesions, cancerous lesions. He had lesions on his brain, right? They were the size of leeches. Um, and his whole body was just destroyed as well. And he just kept doing the work. And he kept reading Joe Dispenza's books. And he cured himself. He healed himself through visualization of himself, his future self, with no cancer in his body and being healthy. The only... The only thing he was left with was he had a little speech impediment because the legions on his brain, the old scar tissue on his brain left him a small bit messed up, you know. But other than that, he was cancer free. And yeah, exactly, he, wouldn't you? He, but he, he remembers that exact night where it actually happened during the meditation, you know. And this guy had three kids, two or three kids as well. And, and you know, but that is that is the answer for some people. 
other people, is, the answer is ayahuasca, ayahuasca, all these different things. Some people, it's, it's, it's just, it's a different level of stuff, you know? Yeah. And how are you today, Everett? Oh, not too bad, no. Um, I remember, um, but, but, you know, I go back to when when I was in school and I was very sick, like, yeah. the only thing I wanted, like, I didn't care about nothing else, but it was like, I have to go to Thailand before I get sick, like, because I remember at the time, like, the doctors, like, we didn't get on too well, like, and he would have been saying, like, look, you're going to, you're going to need a bag, like, you're, you know, like, before uh, it was even in the equation kind of thing, like, you're going to do this. Clostomy bag, like. Clostomy bag, sorry, yeah. yeah. And I, I was saying, like, whatever about all of that, I don't care, like, about it once I get to go to Thailand and have a fight and experience, like, during the training out there, like, mm. and I remember then, um, got through school anyway and I went out there like and um, the, the gym I was at like they were cooking fresh food for me every single day like twice a day and I remember then at the time oh, like I was um, taking steroids and tablets and everything you know, to, so that I would get to Thailand like mm. but once I got there then like I started getting solid uh, stools like and I was saying like has to be your food like so I've been kind of going that way ever since then like and um I came back from uh, Thailand that time, like, and, like, they would have told me, no, like, there was nothing to do with your food, like, you know, and um, I was just convinced then, like, it has to be my food, like, because I, I experienced a change, like, you know, through my food, like, and um, since then, no, like, I, I just stopped taking my tablets, like, and uh, stuff like that, like. And I've just, I've been there doing um, my food, like, and, like, I haven't had a flare-up since school, I'd say, like, maybe a day or two there, it might feel funny, like, but, you know, like, uh, before, like, I could have been sick for weeks and weeks, like, you know, I haven't experienced nothing like that in a long time, like, and I put that down, like, to uh, just my lifestyle, like, no, my training, my food, I don't try not to get too stressed anyway, things like that, like. So, so you're managing it well with the food and the... I try my best anyway. <laughs> yeah. I think about that, Julian. Yeah, no, it's interesting. I'd like to hear a little bit more about that mm-hmm. whole setup with your man. And like I suppose what's his background? I know now so that he he um he was affected himself by colitis. How did you come across him? I seen him on YouTube a couple of times, like and um he would have posts up now, like, you know, how I healed my colitis or whatever and you know you'll be saying this is mad like you know because at the time I thought nah there's no way and then um I just clicked into it like and I watched a couple of uh, his clips and stuff I'll, I'll show him to you in a minute like oh, yeah. they're from New Zealand and um he was he's basically like he was in the hospital and stuff and he got very sick like and him and uh, his brother then uh, they found a book it's called uh, self-healing uh, Crohn's and colitis and they'd have read that in, like, space of a week, and they got on it straight away, like, okay. and they would have been giving him uh, medications and stuff, but he wasn't taking none of it, like, and after about two weeks then, like, I think it was, through his diet, like, they um they said, oh, you're okay now, like, you can you can go home, like, you know, because his bowel wasn't too inflamed anymore, like, mm. and then I just, um they kept, uh, kept it going, like, and eventually he healed himself then, like, but uh, the doctors thought it was the medication, but he was chucking them all in the bin. He was just eating uh, the right foods, like, mm-hmm. for him, like, you know. Yeah. So, 
Definitely worth something looking into, hasn't it? Yeah. But I even know myself after some foods, do you know, like if we if, if I had a fish supper now or something, my stomach. Something with a high fat content. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm in bits like for a couple of days after. I mm. feel just sick to my stomach from it. Um, so no, I definitely agree with you about the foods. I haven't come across this guy before. Yeah. There's another woman called Karen Ward. She's from Cork. I went down to see her before as well. And she's very good at Another thing you might be interested in, actually, is only coming back to him, you know, it's called, like, an IgG test. Did you ever hear of that? No. It's like a food intolerance test. You send away, like, you know, six or seven strands of your hair, okay. and it'll come back everything that um, you're, you, you're allergic to, like, you know, your food, your metals, mm. all of these things. Like, and yeah, I've heard of the, the intolerance test before, but I haven't heard of yeah. the strand, sending off strands of hair. And that, yeah. yeah. That's okay. what it is, but it, uh, it it's only coming to me now because when I was down in Car Ward, she done it as well with me. It's like um, you're holding these two metal bars. I can't even remember how long I was holding them, and then it just came up on uh, the list. Like you know, you you're allergic to. I think it was like sugar and wheat, and there would have been a couple of more there. Okay. And then um, she'll uh, sort you like with a couple of recipes and you know smoothies and things like this that you can have like. And would you find then that, I suppose, the different plans that you've tried now, would you find that they can be quite boring? Do you get fed up with them so easily? See, what it is for me is, like, I'm a bad cook. Like, I can't cook nothing. Like, <laughs> I have to cook. If you came to my house, I'd have to cook you, like, cereal and toast or something. Like, uh, But um, <laughs> my mum is a very good cook. Like, And to be fair, I know I've been kind of getting into it. I'm not going to say I'm good, like, yeah. but I can do it a bit, like, with the soups and stuff like that, like... But they're actually really nice, like, especially the smoothies. I love them, like, yeah. and they'd be tasty, like, they wouldn't be boring or yeah. bland or by any means, like, mm. but... So I think any kind of diet that's bland or boring, like, that's grand for a couple of days, but I know for myself after that, oh, then, yeah. like... Mm. But high-carb diet sounds like could be quite a nice diet to have. Yeah, yeah. You know, be, oh, well, I do love my carbs, like. I know, you do. I like that diet myself. <laughs> yeah, I love yeah. my carbs, too. Yeah. It's I like, a, like a, a, quite, a, quite a vegetarian diet. Yeah, yeah. I tried that uh, last year, I think, me and my body, we just said, well, go on, we do this off. We stopped eating meat, for, I'd say, for about six months or something like that. And I noticed then as well, like, even, um, I was going to the toilet far less frequently, like, mm. and um, just your man knows as well, he says, like, uh, you have to avoid all the animal products, like, what he says about uh, an animal, like, he's like, he's the middleman, like, he's like, you get your protein... And your carbs and your fats, the whole lot, you get it from the ground, like, and it's only the animal eats, we say, your protein, and then, like, we eat the animal, and that's how we get a protein. But he's saying, you you get it from the ground, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm only kind of starting it now as well, like, you know, but um, that's what he's saying anyway so far. Like, he's like, don't be worried about not hitting your protein and stuff like that. But he said as well, um, you know, what your protein, like, he said, it's not as important as people say it is because he's like... um. He said that he put it in an analogy, like it's like, yeah, you know, when you build a house, like we say with your cement, like, you know, when a house is built, you don't keep adding cement into it. Only if there's like a, a break, like you might um, mm. uh, fill it here or there with your cement. And that's what he's saying with the protein, like, it's like, like it, it's probably important, like, for we say your average person, like, but you know, for someone like me with um, colitis like he's saying like this is the way to go like mm. and sure so, like he healed himself so you can't argue no. with him like can you what, what weight are you me uh, right now I'm about uh, 58 kilo and what weight do you fight at 53 and a half is it easier for you to make weight when you're eating healthy like that 
yeah well you see I haven't done away coach yet now um, okay. with this diet like but so far like um, I feel good anyway like so yeah. should be um, should yeah. be good anyway like. and have you uh, we'll talk about the Thai boxing for a little bit yeah um, what was have you fought in Neptune Stadium yeah and is your what's the Jim Mountain Ballon called Spartans is it Spartan Thai yeah Spartan Thai yeah. yeah I've seen why is Thai boxing so popular in Cork I don't know. It's, it's, it's very popular in Cork, yeah. isn't it? It's kind of a random enough sport. Do you yeah. Know, considering, like, we have a load of sports in Ireland, you know, mm. GA, boxing, soccer, and everything, rugby. But then Thai boxing has, like, a very kind of a cult following, does, doesn't it? Loyal fans, like, it? Yeah. like, you would see the similar faces at the shows yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Probably just virus people are mad, like, I and they think, like watching. I, I think people just want to be able to take care of themselves a little bit more too if you if 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 you really look at it most fellas from tough areas just think of maybe joining a kicks boxing club to be able to look after themselves a little bit more. Yeah. That's that's my theory and really yeah. we we like we all wanted to be fucking well, Bruce Lee or some yeah, something yeah. similar to Bruce Lee going up so we could do you know, stop all the fellas that were bullying us up yeah. the street and kickboxing is just one of those sports that we we lean to to yeah. be able to help us in that way. The gas thing about the Thai boxers is the Thai boxers tend to be quite thin. And yeah. do you know they don't yeah. look much like but yeah. you would be a big fool to get stuck in somebody yeah. like in Thai box, you know. Yeah. But um who's your what was your biggest achievement in Thai boxing? Or what was your biggest fight? I don't know. I've had a good couple of um, big fights and stuff like that. Or your like, favourite moment, maybe? Maybe uh, winning the Irish title. That was that was good. Like that's a huge achievement, right? Yeah, like I say, I know. Like uh, I had, like in my head at the time, like it was just like go to Thailand and that's all. And I said after that, if I get sick, I don't care. Like you know, once I've experienced that, mm. and then I came back and next thing that was kind of in the pipeline. Like you know, maybe like one or two fights away, and I got that then. Like and sure, I've been training since I'm about ten. Like and uh, I think when I won, I was the youngest uh, champion at the time. And then, like, not only that, like, I won it, but I still have it now, like, so... So you're the reigning Irish champion? Yeah. Well, yeah, congratulations. That's brilliant. Right? Yeah. My fair player. So who's the... Obviously, like, when you're at the top, there's other fellas now looking at you and wanting to fight you. Yeah. You know, so it's exciting to have some defences down the line. Maybe when things start to open up here, we might see you down in Neptune. We're only living a couple of hundred metres away from Neptune. Yeah. Actually, so um, keep us in the loop with upcoming events. I will, yeah. Does yeah. It- October 2nd is, um, uh, I think it's Neptune, it'll definitely be Cork anyway. I've uh, an international fight that night, and um, there'll be a couple of other big ones. And then uh, there's the following one, I think, is um, uh, the Tree Arena. So that's massive, like for Thai boxing, there's never yeah. been there. Do you know, Tree Arena is a big thing, like, and mm. there's never been anything like that for the Thai boxing. It's like, do you know, your local GA club or yeah. Neptune is the biggest one, like, yeah. we call that. And like, I think uh, Martin Hogan probably deserves a lot of credit as well for bringing, you know, Thai boxing to Neptune, you know, and getting the hundreds in. Yeah, like you said earlier, he's bringing, like, you know, Sancho in, like, yeah, right. and Ponce, and uh, these are like, just like bringing, like, Ronaldo down to your local football yeah. club or whatever, but it's only, like, the supporters will know because, um, like we said earlier, they're all kind of loyal and they've been to many shows. They know yeah. who's coming, like, but um, I'd like it to see more people coming, like, yeah. and, you know, 
because some people they might know who Sancho is it's just he's small little Thai thing Sancho's like the Maradona of <laughs> yeah. Thai boxing isn't he I've yeah. seen I see him in one of the Neptune uh, fights below this yeah. kill a fellow like I think um, but he's entertaining as well and he's fighting isn't he yeah he does the big cartwheel kick yeah. the Sancho kick yeah. and stuff like that like. Yeah. what's the cork fella that fought him over in Thailand again Sean Clancy yeah that's right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. he's an orange gym as well yeah yeah. Sean's a tough lad, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. I seen him there. I, was, I used to train him, um, Seamus and John for a bit. Did you? I did. I used to train out there. I wasn't fucking, I was no good. Trust me. <laughs> I, mean, I was no good. I was big. Training. I just train and I, lo- I love the physical side of it. I love training with Jane. No, it was yeah. tough, tough, tough to train. <laughs> tough to train I've ever done in my life. But, uh, I would have seen, um, seen her out there like, yeah. Sean is the fellow who had that war with Paul Budden. Yeah. 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 Great yeah. fights. Tough, yeah. yeah. Tough, tough lads, yeah. A lot of damage as well to be taken with the elbows and the knees, isn't it? Yeah. See, Paul and the Clancy, that night, two hours with the MMA gloves. Mm, so, right, like, yeah. the, you know, like, with the MMA, it's great and stuff, but, you know, they're getting the break when they're on the floor. Whereas in the tie box, if you get put down, you get back up. Yeah. And, um... A lot of people kind of went a bit mad then with the gloves, like punch happy and mm. stuff like that. Like, yeah. the best fight I ever seen was uh, Corby up in Dublin, Adrian Corby. Mm. Unbelievable. He won um, the cage title. Mm. If, like, uh, I got a higher high, though, when he won that, then I won my own title. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Like, yeah. He fought that guy in Cork then again after, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> They're on YouTube. They're each other. He's a tough, tough... I know Adrian myself personally. We'd have to give a shout-out to Ryan Sheen as well. He's yeah. uh, yeah. Ali Hilnock-Nahini world yeah. champion at yeah. the time, back in the day. Yeah, yeah. And a uh, lovely fella as well, you know? Yeah, he's you know? sewn as a bone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we've got a... There's a lot of um, talent in Cocker in terms of Thai boxing. Look, it's probably another podcast in mm. Thai boxing. I can't yeah, wait yeah. to see a fight and uh, keep us posted on the events. If people want to contact you... How can they do that? Are you on Instagram or? See, that was a big thing for me then as well. You know, when um, uh, I got kind of a bit depressed and stuff and anxiety, I had to cut some stuff out and I was like, cut some people. And another thing I cut out was uh, social media. Like, yeah. I don't use that anymore. But if you want to contact me, I have Messenger. Just write in my name, I'm a guy. And I, mm. you could email me as well, like, if you want. Okay. Like, but All right, we'll link your email mm. in the description yeah, yeah. of the video. And if people want to contact you, they can drop you an email. That's probably the best thing to do. Yeah. And you might come on the walk with us on the 4th of July, Karen. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Great, mm. we see you there. Thanks a million for coming on the yeah. podcast. And I just Thanks. want to say, listen, from a lot of the people that we've had on here, you seem like one of the most genuine people that we've had on. And I mean that truly. Thanks a million. Okay, yeah, so keep going. And Gillian, do you want to finish? Have you, have you no, just see? thanks for sharing your experience, Aaron. It takes guts to come yeah. on and talk about this topic. I know that myself. Yeah. But I um, know you spoke very well, so well done. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, and thanks, Aaron. Thanks, Gillian. Thanks, Timmy. Exactly. Thanks, Robin and the Dex. Hi, Ron. Hi, Ron. And uh, before we finish up again, just remember, lads, red ribbon for uh, HIV awareness um, if you don't know your status you can get a rapid test in the sexual health centre Cork mm. and if you're not from Cork I'm sure you find where you yeah. are too and so, I'm sure there's people there as well like to help people that get the tests done yeah. and when they get the results there's counselling and stuff yeah. there for that as and well and you know what sexual health is a topic we haven't covered yet mm. so we will cover that in the coming weeks so Uh, Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody in the room and everybody at home. And we see everybody next week. God bless. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.
Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. And don't forget to head over to the Patreon if you'd like to help us. Thanks again. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.